Houston, Texas. This is the 355th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Chris! And thank you so much for tuning in today. Very much appreciate it. We have to have a little bit of social distancing. A lot of motherfuckers are out there starting up web shows and podcasts and then because they ain't got nothing better to do. But we OG up in this mug. I oh, was geez. social distancing before social distancing was cool. Back up. Back up. <laughs> hey, I'm the one that pushed your chair all the way in the corner. You decided to scoot up like, ooh, y'all like your cooties. <laughs> you were Ugh. saying that an hour ago. Ugh. Playa. Ugh. Seems different than cooties. Seems different than cooties. All right, so we're going to continue the running theme here because this is the third time I'm going to ask you. Yes. Do you understand the coronavirus? I think I understand it. Do you understand that this is a big fucking deal? I think I understand that this is a big deal, yeah. How has it affected you personally? Me personally, I've uh, had interesting time off uh, and an interesting week at work because we're closed, but we're not closed, but we're open, but it's, we're open for some stuff and it's a shift thing, but I'm still getting paid and like it's, it's weird, but it's like... I'm not like other folks where, like, you know, they're a bartender, the bar closed down, and they're not making money. I'm still getting taken care of. Shout out to Lyft. Um, good job. Um, Cheers which to is Lyft. Cool. Cheers to Lyft. Cheers. Ding. Um, the, uh, uh, having to send my wife away. That was kind of weird. I mean, sometimes she'll go up to Conroe State over there, you know, a few days a week just because. But this time it was like, no, shoot. You gotta go, cause she she's, she's immunocompromised. She has autoimmune disorder. Um, so if, like for example, like last year, I want to say like around June, July, maybe August, something like that, I, I caught a cold. Portia, Portia also caught the same cold. We were both out a eh, couple of days. Randy caught the same cold a little bit later. Was out two weeks. Fuck yeah. So for this stuff. I'm still dealing with the public. I'm still talking to the public, so I don't, I don't want to catch it and then transmit it to Randy. Cause what are your other options? Well, my other options go stay with my parents. No, that's not an option. My dad had a massive heart attack last year and have had to have triple or excuse me quadruple bypass surgery last year. So no, can't go to her parents because her dad also has the same autoimmune disease because it's hereditary. So I had to send her away be like, hey, babe, I'm not sick yet. I don't think I will get sick, but you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. So you had to send her away. So she's been away all week. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. That's all, all it really affected me. I mean, I, uh, so far, so far, so far. I mean, I haven't gotten sick. We're spraying the shit out of everything at cars or at cars at work, spraying the shit out of the cars at work. We're not. Uh, interacting with folk face to face we're trying to socially distance ourselves even in our own job as much as we can uh what about you chris well for anybody out there that doesn't know i work at a bank aha uh -huh. which means i deal with people all the time mm -hmm. not to mention i am what i am one of those services not that I mean to toot my own horn, because if I had a choice, I, I would have preferred not to. But it just happens to be a situation where I'm one of those services like a hospital, like a grocery store, like a pharmacy that's going to be open whether everyone else is working or not. Yeah. Because people need money. <laughs> and it turns out when there's, a, when there's a situation like this, a crisis like this, for example, flooding, hurricanes, stuff like that. Oh, man. 
People are coming over left and right, and they don't care if they're sick or not. They want theirs at the expense of everyone else. Yeah. For example, look at Florida right now during spring break. So, um, so yeah, our bank, although it was slow to react as a business, you'd look at what, what, the, what, the, what the climate is around you with your competition to see yeah. what's working, what's not working. And as of today, Thursday, March the 19th, they have implemented plans that we're starting tomorrow, March 20th, which will ease, which will ease the burden, so to say, um, to help us stay quarantined and stay away from all the sick, sickos, <laughs> <laughs> for the most part. Which even now, it's still kind of like, you know, you've known me for a long time. I'm yep. an idiot. I do stupid <laughs> shit. You know, I was to put these in perspective. I don't know if people know this or people at work are watching who didn't know this. I was at a Queen tribute concert last Thursday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I didn't know how serious it was. I didn't know if I was sick. I didn't know anyone in the room was sick. But I haven't shown any symptoms. It's been over a week. I'm not asymptomatic. I was out with a flu in March and with an upper respiratory infection in July. So if yeah. I'm sick, I'm fucking out that mug. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, it's it's put a lot of things in perspective for me, man. I mean, I've I've, I've I realized I can't keep my hands off my face. Um, yeah, I, and you said right as I scratched the outside of my nose. I just did that. Um, it was on camera. I I realized I don't wash my hands for twenty seconds. So yeah. now, like, if my brain was an iTunes playlist, the top of the list would be. What have I become now that I've betrayed <laughs> everyone I ever loved? I pushed them all away, and I have been a slave to the Judas in my mind. Is there something left of me to save in the wreckage of my life? My life, I become, I become, I'm becoming, I become, I become, I become a Judas in, Judas in my mind. Fuck, bro. <laughs> You know you could just count. <laughs> then I'll fall asleep. I do that in bed. <laughs> By 37, I'm... Oh. I don't know who did it better, you or Sammy Guevara. <laughs> well, he looks better, so we'll give him that. We'll give him that. We'll yeah, give him that. Yeah. He's a Spanish god, after all. Sex god. Oh. Um, well, not a beautiful transition, yes. because that affects everything. NBA. You thank Rudy Gobert for that. I think Rudy Gobert was the first domino, the first legit oh, domino. Yeah. Yeah. We've had soccer overseas uh, playing empty arenas. They were still trucking. But as soon as Gobert was hit, NBA, kaput. XFL, Roughnecks, give us that trophy. 5-0, and oh, baby. NHL, done. NCAA March Madness, done. Formula One, as of this week, half of their season's already been canceled, so chances are the whole season might be canceled. Um... MLB supposedly pushing their spring training and their opening day a couple yeah. months. Which was good for Verlander because now he could have groin surgery. Yeah. Well, when you're with Kate Upton, you're going... You go, ah! <laughs> I can't blame him! I can't blame him. Um, and now we're in a climate where it even affects what we love. Not that we don't love sports, but on top of the list of the sports is all this shit right here. The wrestling. Everything. You know, WWE right now, Performance Center. You know, in front of nobody. AW Daily's place in front of nobody. Uh, NWA Power, whatever episodes are left, that's it. There's no more. Mm. You know NXT UK, they've got some episodes in the can, but after that, they're probably gonna do something in their UK Performance Center or something like that. Is there a UK Performance Center? Yeah. There is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> forgive my ignorance. <laughs> 
Did you watch the first SmackDown on Friday in front of nobody at the PC? Yes. What was your initial reaction to it all? I mean, I don't want to hate on it because we know why the circumstances are there. But I also don't really want to praise it because we know the circumstances as to why they were there. Um, so given the amount of chicken shit you got, you really did make chicken salad. Uh, now, yes, there was some technical flaws that Corny very much so wanted to point out. He was very eager to point out. And I picked up on a couple of them, too. You know, uh, Bailey still trying to react to the crowd. As um, a heel, I thought it worked. Really? Yeah, eh, okay. because as a heel, you uh, you want to imagine that you're getting the adulation from people, even though they don't like you. But there's so no people. But that's the point in their head. Yeah, you know, they, I don't know. It, it, it's easier for them to picture people cheering them because they can't hear anybody booing them. But the part about it is picture. Yeah, they're having I think, a picture. I think Miz and Morrison did a better job as heels playing off the fact that there wasn't anybody there. How they were saying, "Oh, if anybody thinks that we're not the best team in the world, come say it." And then they kept shooting the empty <laughs> chairs. Oh, if anybody doesn't think I'm the best actor in the world, say it. And the Miz was like, well, you know, I got four movies under my belt or whatever. And yeah, yeah. But they kept going back and forth, and I thought they did a better job than Bailey and Sasha did. Yeah, I mean, they did, <clears throat> they, did, they did better. Cena did the best by actually, you know, acknowledging the camera. Um, but for the most part, it felt like they really were going to pretend like there were people there when there wasn't. Which kind of took away from the seriousness of it all. Like, like, own it. Just own it. You're in an empty arena. You know you're in an empty arena. Say, hey, for the guys at home, you know. Or, or, yeah. That's something that they didn't do. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll fix some of this on, on Raw. And on Raw, they did a little bit of tongue-in-cheek with it. Uh, I think Stone Cold said a couple of things. But that's that stuff with Stone Cold and Byron, at first I thought was hilarious. And then it went on too long, and I don't know, man. Like, it, it got... It's funny, because yeah. I'm opposite. Yeah? <clears throat> Up to then, that point, I've never seen Steve Austin, whether a, a heel or a face, read off a of cue cards. So already, it felt odd. Okay. And some of the jokes, I don't think, were landing. And I think they he were. Was, and I think he was already drunk. <laughs> he probably was. <laughs> that IPA is good shit. It's out in Texas already. I brought some from California, so it's obviously legit. Um, because the, because I think that's another skit that involves a reaction from an audience. I think once to Byron came in, he had someone to bounce off of. Instead of playing that scene in fucking Longest Yard where Kali's playing ping, ping pong by himself with the folded table up. That was the beginning of Steve Austin's promo. When Sandler walked in and folded the table down and started playing, that's when Byron came in. That's when that felt a lot more better. Yeah. At least to me. Of course, knowing that poor Byron's going to get his black ass stunned over and over again. Well, well, it made it better because I had this, oh, he's actually going to play off of somebody that's somebody's going to be Byron. Okay, cool. But, like... He's a decent-looking sucker. Some, some, of the, some of the ratings that Byron was getting wasn't really landing. Like, if the jokes weren't landing, he should have rated them low. And it seemed like the ones that weren't landing were the ones that he rated high, and the ones that were landing, he rated low. And I don't think he did that ironically, like trying to troll, because he was still trying to kiss Stone Cold's ass. So it just, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't flow very well. In my opinion, I don't, I don't know. I, I, can, I can see the attempt, and I was first okay with it. Like, I was laughing when he was first, like, saying stuff, and then Byron was reacting. I was like, ha, ah, 
Byron's gonna get involved. I'm like, oh wait, Byron's involved by design. Oh, okay. And then I started seeing the the flaws. <clears throat> thumbs up or thumbs down on the business side that they filled two hours of SmackDown by airing the tag team elimination chamber match, and they filled three hours of Raw by playing the men's Royal Rumble match to get you caught up on the storylines that you think you needed to be caught up on. On the business side? Or would you have wanted more empty arena promos or matches like we got on Raw and SmackDown? On the business side, I think I gave it a thumbs up because, yeah, they had to they had to do something to fill time. After all, fucking Impact still does that to this day where they have Impact Rewind in the middle of their episode and they'll show fucking Kurt Angle versus Samojo. Right? <laughs> like, okay, cool. But don't you want to watch Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle? I mean, yeah, but, you know, so so I could give him the pass on, on the business side of things. On the not business side of things, me as a fan, on Raw, thumbs up, because that meant one less hour to watch a Raw. <laughs> okay, I already watched this Royal Rumble twice. I can fast forward through this shit, and it was oh. fine. Uh, would I wanted more? Yeah, I probably would have wanted something more, because after all, this is fucking WrestleMania season. WrestleMania season warrants more storyline, more building, more more twists and turns and here and there. And no, we get a hours worth of a thing we've already seen, you know. Uh, so, so as a fan, yes and no. I think I have to take off the the hard. I have to take off the Marks hat for a minute. Okay. Because as Marks, we were at the Rumble. We already yep. know what happened. Yep. We saw Elimination Chamber. We already know what happened. But remember, those weekly programs aren't necessarily for us. Yeah. So if a casual person or a kid that didn't get to watch it or wants to relive it, they picked good matches. They that did. tag team Elimination Chamber match was solid as fuck. Yeah. You know? Um, we, haven't really, we didn't even really get to talk about the fallout of Elimination Chamber because everything right now is focused on, on, the, on COVID-19. But... They they picked a good match for SmackDown to air. Yeah, I've been watching that in, in, in closet. I've been watching that men's Royal Rumble match every other week since the Rumble. It's a fun Rumble match to watch from start to finish, and just seeing it unfold in pieces just kind of like lets you focus more on on what you're watching and just seeing the the tale of two Rumble between Brock's yeah. half and then McIntyre's half. I think they picked good television to air. Um, I think in the long run. I would like to see more wrestling. They don't. They don't really have much of a choice. They're gonna have to start doing more wrestling in there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> before we jump to the main, what's going on? What's going on in the future with WWE? I think that's one of the things that made AEW Dynamite last night feel so much more refreshing. Not because me sitting here gone to all these Dynamites and AEW pay per views say, "Oh, they're the fucking best." No, I'm not doing that. They had three shows, two shows. To see what WWE did and, oh, that might have yeah. worked, that didn't work, we can mess with that. Let's try something else instead of that. So there's a difference between being first and being better, you yeah. know? So it, it, it played to AEW strengths that they saw, that WWE did the trial and error. They had the chance to improve. Yeah. Which improved they did. Oh, yeah. I absolutely loved Dynamite this week. I loved it. Their, their empty arena stuff, they did it. I'm going to say this. They did it to perfection. Yeah. They did the absolute best they could have done with that situation. Cody's promo coming out there acknowledging the fact 
and saying, hey, I'm going to stand together with these three guys when I'm talking to you guys at home. Acknowledging that and just saying, hey, I'm talking to the camera. You know, bringing up the reason why it's empty. And and then seamlessly going into storyline and how that affects storyline and who they want to be and what they want to do. And, like, they are the elite because, you know, they, they've been together. And, oh, I talked for, uh, I've, I've said that Hangman is the best, but he doesn't believe it and this and that. Like, he mixed in the whole situation of COVID-19 and the history of the elite and the current storylines and who they're who he's wrestling against he mixed in everything like a chef this was probably the best fucking cody promo i've seen <laughs> wow best fucking cody promo i've seen and it makes me angry on cody's behalf to know that they just kind of had him pegged as a guy with with a lisp who won't ever be able to cut promos in WWE. Because this dude, okay, yeah, he may have taken speech classes or, or therapy or whatever, so he got rid of his lisp a little bit, but fuck. <laughs> fuck, this was so good, man. Yeah. He was so good on the mic. Um, So that that was great. The Them, I think Scott brought this up in our, in our group chat. Them uh, hard cam facing the stage instead of facing the empty seats was really smart mm-hmm. um and then the other wrestlers out there one side for faces one side for heels and they're out there reacting heels doing the heel shit fucking yeah. gambling drinking yeah. wine jake looking at that wine like oh motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a motherfucker with two strikes Fucking oh, Cole Cabana, I'm a wrestler too. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny that I didn't really pick up on it in the moment until after the fact. It's one thing that you can't have fans in attendance at a wrestling event. But that's also a workplace environment. If you have work employees that are willing to be there, you fill that place with workplace employees. Yeah. You can. Yeah. And they... it. it Again, I don't want to make it sound like they're the fucking masters of the universe and shit, but it's funny what a difference just a dozen people in ringside make. You know, and it's not... Okay, I yes, everything you said is valid. Yes, and the fact that they were wrestlers. That made another interesting dynamic out there, which you don't see a whole lot of in wrestling. And I'm going to illustrate this two ways. One is lumberjack matches. Lumberjack match as a stipulation is kind of dumb, but it provides an interesting dynamic where you get to see other wrestlers who aren't involved in the current storyline, how they would react to that, and that can build their own character, right? And you could interact stories out of that. Yeah, exactly. Build character, build angles, build stories. Um, so, So that's the first thing. It's like they can they have that opportunity. And the other thing is that it just straight up allows you to um like like have a way where you know that how do i say this i i think i'm going to sound redundant because i think i think the first one is basically the same thing one you can have guys out there as a lumberjack match kind of like the same way where they could be interacting but two they're not interacting they're just as fans but you still see who they are like it, it's it's I don't know if, if what I'm trying to say is get lost, but maybe in the way that I illustrated it. But it, it adds it adds a certain charm to an audience when that audience is actually people that do it for a living. Right, right. So you get to see 
not what the the marks would say, but what the actual wrestlers themselves would say. It was cool, man. It, it was very. Uh, it added a certain dynamic that way I haven't seen or felt in a long, long time. Oh, uh, here's another thing that I was going to go. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. This this is the other thing that I was really going to say, which was this was something that pulled me in to TNA a long time ago when I was first trying to get convinced to watch TNA. Right? Rhino was in the ring. And he had his feud going with someone, and I can't remember who was probably like Jared or something like that. And he acknowledged what was going on in a different feud on a different match on the card that he wasn't involved in, but it was a high-profile match. I can't remember the exact details. I just remember it was Rhino talking about his promo and then talking about another program going on at the time. And that was like mind-blowing to me because it was like, wait a second. This guy is actually acknowledging as a real athlete, quote unquote, what his perspective is on something else major going on in the Federation, Mm -hmm. which if you treat these guys like humans and not just an actor, you just play your role and it's just your role and that's it. Then that opens it up to, oh, it makes it a little bit more realistic. And that's kind of what you get here, too, with this whole everybody at ringside. MJF doesn't have anything to do with the Dark Order or Sean Spears. Yeah, but when when the Dark Order came out and it was Brody Lee, they cut to MJF going, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. All right, yeah. I can respect that. Which is like, oh, game recognized okay. game, game recognized game. Okay, so he's gonna he's gonna respect it, you know. And that, that's kind of cool, man. It, it it was just like same same with Sammy Guevara when he was out there singing badly. <laughs> MJF doesn't have anything to do with it, but he was going along with it, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah. Uh, favorite moment from Impact. Impact? I mean, I'm sorry. Favorite moment from uh, Dynamite. These adjective names of wrestling shows. Uh, <laughs> I, I say Brody's uh, Brody's promo. His debut promo showing that he is the exalted one. The same that I said about Cody where I was like, this is the best co- promo I ever heard from Cody. This is the best promo I've ever heard from Brody Lee. And again, I have the exact same feeling. Fuck WWE wasted him. <laughs> Fuck WWE wasted his his promo skills. Like he he was the second guy in command, and it looks like at some point he was gonna take over the Wyatt family, but they never did. I don't know because maybe they just didn't have faith in him. Oh, he's just the guy in the dirty wife beater, and that's it. And then when he became a face with the Intercontinental Title, it was a black wife beater instead of a white one. Yeah, but they it. never but they never really gave him a chance to yeah. And find his character express himself. Even with the Bludgeon Brothers, where they were trying to really push him, they didn't really let him do him. him. Yeah, it was always force-fed something. Yeah, with those fucking styrofoam hammers. hammers. <laughs> I knew you were never going to Those fucking styrofoam hammers. <laughs> Just painted. You're, you're about as clingy to those styrofoam <laughs> hammers as my co-worker Jose still can't let him go. The Texans getting trading their fucking um, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Dude. He's been bitching about it for two days Dude, straight. That's the dumbest thing ever. That's the stupidest <laughs> shit. Just because fucking Bill O'Brien and him didn't get along? Oh, You're man. You're a fucking coach. Your oh. job's to get along with your... Oh, God damn. We've never had the right balance. We've either had wide receivers and running backs, but not a quarterback. Yeah. And now we finally got a quarterback, but we ain't got no goddamn weapons to throw to. Yeah. Shit. Or the, but I digress. Or the season where your 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 offense is good, your defense isn't. Mm-hmm. The other way around. Offense is awesome. Oh shit, we lost JJ Watt in the first game. 
Yeah. I'll see him on the H-E-B commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I will see your Brody Lee. Yeah. And I will raise you Vanguard 1 and Matt Hardy. God dang. That was funny seeing Vanguard 1. I am out. conflicted. Yeah? Why are you conflicted, sir? I don't know if I want to see Broken Matt. I think it's time for a... a you, you've been watching these videos that he's been posting online on YouTube? Honestly, no. So, I think it, it ended with um, asking the Young Bucks to bury him so that the Zenith spirit can exit him and he can be himself again or whatever. I was hoping that's an opportunity for Matt to debut another character, something different. Mm. I think coming back to the Broken Matt... It would have been okay if WWE didn't have their, like, PG version, which when he was fighting with Bray and they brought some of that stuff back, I thought that was a nice little bow. All right, we're done with that. Let's try something else. Uh, he's had these videos for a while while he was still under contract where um, Matt's, like, a one percenter struggling up for first world problems because he's a long, he's been wrestling forever and he's had all this money and, and all these fucking... It, it was, it's so hard... To be Matt Hardy. That! Yeah. Like, he's he's got a catalog in somewhere in that, in that fucking gallow he calls ahead of all these different characters that he can pull. And instead of bringing something fresh to the table, this feels yeah. like... Yeah. And I, 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 I know I'm going to get vilified for this, but I have to say it. This feels like... More like WCW than before. Like... Okay. We got I, Jer we, a, we got Jericho valid. as your first champ. Yeah. I understood it. All right. Now we got Moxley, Moxley. as your second champion. Yep. All right. Who's next? Who are you bringing in? Are you bringing in any indie guys? You're bringing in Broken Matt, a character that was already popular before, instead of making another guy from your, of your own. You're bringing in Brody Lee, who has a reputation, came from WWE. Anybody that's going to have that WWE tag is going to be instant, like, MAGA food for somebody to just complain and say, oh, man, that's not AEW, that's WWE something, you know, because you, we got Darby, we got Guevara, you know, we got Jungle Boy, we got fucking MJF, which even then, if you're playing 3D chess, MJF is not an AEW guy. He had that character in MLW, he had that character in the indies before he even showed up there. Yeah. So I would like to think that AEW can do more on their own instead yeah. of trying to bring in because right now with the talent they already got ratings came in today 95 percent pre-taped nxt got five hundred fifty thousand people last night's AEW with 100 percent fresh content nine hundred and fifty thousand people so if you're already doing good on your path why overload the ship because soon it's yeah. going to start to sink or it's going to hit an iceberg and there's going to be so many fatalities instead of plotting your own course you know yeah. you've already got as, as much as cody has been a wwe guy i think he's done enough to be himself doing the bullet club even then my first thought was damn wwe literally let him go yeah exactly so at one at what point do you start to think enough like how many more ex wwe guys are we going to bring instead of Making our own people. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. But I do have that feeling, and that is a very valid criticism. Uh, because that's the same feeling I feel about Mox. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's a champ. Oh, yeah, he's getting into the, the Ford uh, GT, which was kind of funny, and I liked it. But I, I still see him as, you know, former WWE guy. 
Still, I still, yeah, I still I, feel that. He way. needed another. I think he needed another year solo in Japan under Death Rider to get that WWE stink off of him. Yeah, and then it's not helping that the fucking inner circle are doing the fucking shield shit. Yeah. Kind of to yeah, remind yeah. us, oh yeah, this is the ex WWE guy. So if you like WWE, come watch us. We've got the guys you like. Yeah. Ah, man. Not to say I don't like the show, but yeah, yeah. I, it's easier for me to start picking out or being a more understanding of flaws that other people can see rather right. than just turning a blind eye. Ah, fake news. No, it's, I, yeah. I, I understand. I get you. I get you. Mm-hmm. Um, with all that, goddamn, last night's AW was fun. It was. It was fun. Two words. Uh huh. Penelope Ford. Oh, Santa Maria. Hi. Oh. Damn. I'm going to need some hand sanitizer when we're done recording, <laughs> bro. Because <laughs> they going to get dirty. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they got Truvada for. <laughs> let's finish the AW chat. We don't know when it's happening. Right. <laughs> the next episode of Dynamite. But... but Tonight was supposed to be a prediction episode for the special next week of Blood and Guts, which is going to be coming down the pike. So now, while we're recording in front of the people that are watching and eventually listening to us later. Because we don't have an arena full of people here. (laughs) This is an empty arena show. Unless you hear hear the neighbor's TV on the side, sounds like 20 or 30 people, then we'll take it. Yeah. Your anticipation level. Guevara, Santana, Ortiz... Hager, Le Champion, Inner Circle against Matt Jackson, Cody, Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, Matt Hardy. Two rings, one cage with a top on it. Pretty much War Games rules, but it's either submission or surrender for the for the finish. What's the difference between submission and surrender? Somebody waves a white flag like in a war, and they don't want. So no pin. Yeah, no pinfalls. Okay. Um, my or I think escaping the cage is surrender because they want out. Oh, okay. Something like that. I don't know, but that's Um, your match. The ambiguity of the rules has me both intrigued and a little hesitant. Both. Feel you. Um, I think I want to go with an eight because I'm I'm just hesitant about it. Um, I would like to be at a 9 or a 10 because, I mean, fuck, look at who it is. It's the Elite versus the Inner Circle with Matt Hardy. Um, and it's, oh, two rings. Oh, fuck. And, you know, old school, again, going back, oh, WCW War Games. It's not War Games. It's Blood and Guts. And they're trying to reinvent something that they had that was a WCW thing, but it's not there. Da, 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 da. Like, there's so much interesting stuff that can happen there. But I don't know if that means that it's all going to translate into good stuff. It might. It might not. Uh, not sure. So, eight. The positives are outweighing the negatives. Oh, my God. They have negatives. Yeah. Um, I'm also at an eight. Um, understanding situations that are out of my control, it doesn't change the fact that right now professional wrestling is the Whopper without the fries and the drink. So if this was okay. in front of a sold-out Prudential Center in New, York, in, New Jer- in, in New Jersey, I would have been at an 11. But okay. if we're having this in front of an empty studio audience, a lot of the mystique of that War Games match is taken out. Okay. Um, not to mention, um, 
I'm curious to see how Matt Hardy's going to do, but I'm not sure for the match if this is how I would debut Matt in AEW. Uh, un- guns un- understanding yeah. that uh, Nick Jackson's wife is pregnant, they're about to have their third kid, so he's on paternity leave. I get that. That's cool. But for the sake of the television program that we've been watching and what I feel of the television program, just the characters, not in real life. I'm not trying to throw anybody under the a literal bus. Just as a program, I wanted to see the Bucks in this mm-hmm. match, not a Buck. Yeah. And Matt Hardy trying to fill in. So... Again, there's some negatives, but the other positives fucking outweigh it because I get to see Sammy in this fucking wreck, uh, Santana Ortiz in this wreck. Um, I would like to hear a promo from Jake Hager, just like, uh, <laughs> just like, uh, well, or somebody ta- or Jericho on the mic building up Jake Hager that he's gonna feel right at home in a cage without any rules to beat the shit out of people because that's what he does. You saw his last fight; he kicked a dude in the balls. <laughs> and he gets to get away with it yeah. in this match. Like, I want to hear them incorporate other things and other people in there. Um, so I'm at about an eight. Okay. And um, it's a toss-up for me, man. I don't know. I think both teams will can – I think you can do some – create some great storytelling with either team winning. So I don't see it as, yeah. oh, man, if, if Elite loses, they're fucked. Like, you can easily add more tension with – Hangman in there, or somebody else in there starts to see. You know what? This isn't working. You know, for for the praise you gave earlier of the promo that opened the show. God damn, the MVP was Hangman. Well, hand wash, hand wash. <laughs> Sidebar: That letter that Hangman wrote that they posted on Twitter and Facebook of Hangman going. You know what? Because of the Rona, I'm not drinking beer from from the public for a while. I'm switching to whiskey anyway. I'm washing my hands five times a day. Pineapple's okay on pizza. Don't go fucking bend your money on toilet paper. All that shit, dude. So Hangman said so much by saying not a goddamn thing. Toast the glass. Yep. Went back. That was it. That's all you needed. I fucking loved it, man. <laughs> so if, if Elite wins, you can build that up. If if uh, fucking um, Inner Circle wins, you can you can branch stuff off from there. So I'm I honestly I I'd pick either. Like I'm not I'm not yeah, a toss up. I, I don't know which I, one to I pick. I don't know who to pick either. If you go strictly off a of law reversal reversal momentum from the end of the show, yeah. well, fucking Elite had the upper hand. So okay, Le Champion and friends will win, but. You really think Cody's going to lose again in another high-profile match back-to-back? I mean, he just lost to MJF. He beat Wardlow in that cage, though, in he his just, hometown. He just lost to MJF. So, uh, I, don't, I don't know who but, the fuck's going to win is he this. taking the pinfall? I, I don't know, man. Does it, does it matter if Kofi doesn't take the pinfall? I don't know. Or Cody? Kofi. Kofi. Cody? <laughs> Cody doesn't take the pinfall? Man, I don't know. Uh, So, who do you have winning? You either. 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 I have either. I think... It could be interesting either way. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So now that this is put away, one word while I pull up the uh, Facebook comments. There weren't that many. One word to describe a two-night WrestleMania. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. That, that's all we have for Blood and Guts that's announced? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I they're they're not doing. They're, they didn't say they're doing it next week. They're pull, they're moving that. Match well, I know, I know. They they said on the next dynamite, but wasn't there like something else that was set up? 
for the next Dynamite from this last Dynamite. Oh, Parking Lot Brawl with uh, Death Triangle and Best Friends with Orange Cassidy. All right, anticipation level. Uh, Seven? It's weird. I like all six guys. I love half the guys already. Um, I'm not sure if I'm ready to see a Parking Lot Street fight because it's going to be just as empty as it was in the fucking arena anyway. So I am. I don't mind that being empty. That should be empty. That's very smart. It's clever. Eight. And I want to see Orange do something else with uh, with six men. Damn. <laughs> James Smith posted a gif of Ron Simmons going, Damn. Robert Medlin. The fuck? Dylan Warman. Shithouse. This is in response to the two-day WrestleMania? Mardeska. Interesting. Abel Morales. Flatten. What? As in flatten the curve. <laughs> Instead of one large spike of WrestleMania, you're gonna ha- you're gonna flatten that down, and you'll have two. You know, <laughs> that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do, so oh that we don't get God. too many people infected with WrestleMania at one point. <laughs> What's the cure for WrestleMania? A month's worth of dynamite. <laughs> Ironic. 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 Okay. Because I think that if you continue to do seven-hour WrestleManias with pre-show, you're going to burn a lot of people out. Because the product that WWE, again, the WWE product, you're, you're like half of that show is either video packages or elaborate entrances. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so... When New when New Japan did the two night event, I'm like, you know what? WWE needs to do this stat. You can make just a, you can double your fucking profit in having WrestleMania at a football field for two nights, you know, or in a, a MLS soccer field for two nights and have an outdoor ambiance and that, and, you know. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they're finally gonna do it, and nobody's gonna get to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's gonna funny. get to be there. I wonder if they're doing it because of that. I think they're doing it because the the limit of people. Okay. You can only have so many people at once, and you you can only crowd a performance center so much. You know. Yeah. Um, a part of me, in hindsight, doesn't know if that's a good idea because you're basically you can you can literally have a Raw WrestleMania and a SmackDown WrestleMania if you oh, split yeah. them up. You know, yeah. no NXT matches so far. You know, which that kind of sucks. Um, a, a, my uh, armchair booking thinks that they're kind of probably going to do a takeover special of NXT on Wednesday before WrestleMania, and that's what AEW saving blood and guts for to compete with the uh, takeover NXT on Wednesday. Possibly, I'm just a random guess, but um, I think two three hour WrestleMania shows over the weekend it will be a lot easier to take in than one seven hour fucking. And I think that this is actually a good idea, given the circumstances. I mean, yes, sure, we're talking about, what, three weeks from now? We really don't know if this is going to be, with the coronavirus, if it's going to be way worse or a little bit better. But if it's kind of like how it is now, and you got a bunch of people sitting at home with nothing to do, fuck it, give them two days of WrestleMania. Why not? It says seven hours, three hours each. But still, they have something to look forward each one of those days. So that might be a good thing, you know? Um... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as as somebody who 
is going to spend more time at home than I normally would. I've already downloaded a uh, fucking Sonic Generations on my on my <laughs> Xbox. I'm like, oh man, I have time to play video games. I have time for this. I have time for that. So you're going to have a little bit more leisure time. And this is from a guy who's still working because we have cut hours. There's some people out there who are completely not working at all who are going to have plenty of free time on their hands. You know? So, yeah, I mean, I think this is perfect for this given situation. Now, was it planned that way before Corona? Is it a reaction to Corona? Uh, I don't know, but might be fortuitous. Maybe it's a reaction to the rumors that once WWE got out of their, got their insurance payout for canceling WrestleMania, that they were going to reschedule WrestleMania for June at Madison Square Garden. Mm. Um... For all the shit that I give Vince McMahon, because obviously he's the main, he's the guy that pulls the trigger on any decisions. At the end of the day, you have to you have to appreciate his stubbornness sometimes. Yeah. First guy after nine eleven, yeah. first show after nine eleven, you know, continuing the show when Owen Hart fell from the ceiling yeah. and eventually passed away. Continuing the show when fucking Jerry Lawler had a heart attack on air. Yeah. Um, For anybody giving John Cena a push, <laughs> Roman. Um, for anybody that um, is bitching about, oh, we should push it back until it's ready. Push it back. Push it back. Push it back. You know who those people are that are bitching, right? Ticket holders. They paid. They put their deposit down on a hotel. They bought extra clothes. They bought deodorant. <laughs> They want, they want, not anti perspirant, full out deodorant. Full out deodorant. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, they, those people wow. with the tickets, they're the ones that are like, please, Vince, don't cancel. Well, they already, re well, they already moved it. So they already fucked. Yeah. Number one. And I don't, I didn't get a ticket. So I'm not going to be there. So I don't really give, give a, a shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am always, whether, I'm always, me personally, I've always been a firm believer on um, controlling what you can and okay. don't let the stuff that you can't control bother you. Yeah. Say, for example, they postponed WrestleMania until June. Yeah. And South Korea's getting better. China's already flattening the curve. A uh, 107-year-old uh, Japanese woman is actually fully recovered from it, so there's hope for everyone. Yeah, people in Florida are fucking going down the spring break and catching herpes with a side of COVID-19. What if it's not better in June and you have to push it back again? Yeah. And then fucking, oh, California's looking like, oh, Florida's trying to outstupid us? Nah, we can outstupid that. Oh, so we're going to push this back till December. Oh, now what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. There's only so much that you can control. So much so, you can predict. Yeah, so much you can predict. So what do you have at your disposal? Well, shit, we got our own fucking building. It's ours. We control that shit. Yeah. We can do whatever the fuck we want in there. Yeah. So that's what they've been doing. Yeah. You know? And the story's got to keep going, man. Up, 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 as much as I would have wanted it to be, as much I'm curious to see what it would be like, WWE is not Lucha Underground. Right. Weekly, episodic television from 1993 all the way to now. Yeah. You know, you think Vince is going to let that go? No. <laughs> so, man, 
got to give the devil his due sometimes, man. Worry about what you can control. Tell the stories that you can. Um, you are a television company. Your, your responsibility is to provide product. And if you provide the best product you can, um, learn not to fucking go to commercial right when your product's getting fucking good during Brian and Cesaro. Oh, SmackDown. here we go. Man, talk about cutting here my dick off at the tip go. after a couple of blue chews. <laughs> you were agreeing with me too. Yeah, I thought that was probably my match of the week. Despite the, the, the start-stop, I think it's still a match of the week. Unless you have a really good argument for the four-man, four-on-four. Was it three? Oh, four? from Dynamite. Three-on-three? Three? Yeah. Dynamite, yeah. The dy- uh, Or you have something else. But that's probably my match of the week. Man. So, I get it, man. It, it, it sucks for Drew. You know? It sucks for a girl like Rhea. You know? I mean, like, how can you tell the difference? You know, it's like, oh man, I got a promotion, I got a raise, but my cubicle is still the same, and I still get bitched out from people, and I still have to come in on time, and I still gotta leave on time, and all it's not the same. Yeah, I don't feel different. Yeah, my bank account's bigger, but yeah. I don't feel well. When you look at the bank account, maybe you'll feel different. <laughs> um, but it's off. I, I feel bad. I feel bad for guys like Drew. Uh, I'm not. I'm not pleased at all with the build with Roman and it's not and I and I think subliminally I've crossed over to your side I wanna like Roman dude survived cancer we're not supposed to hate this guy yeah but what does Vince wanna do yeah I'm next cause I fucking said so yeah so and you know what Roman had a pretty decent promo was it SmackDown or Raw? I don't even remember. SmackDown. Smackdown. Edge had a good promo on Raw and that, yeah. with a deep, low voice because he didn't have anybody interrupting or chanting what or yeah. doing any stupid shit. Yeah. They were doing some good stuff with their promos there. Yeah. The part of me wants to keep see the empty stuff keep going even though part of me wants to see the movies with the lights out with a bike of popcorn and a reclining chair like I'm used to. Yeah. You know? But, um, damn it, man. And now the rumor is from well, from WWE's website, even though they haven't officially announced anything, because when they announce it, it's everywhere. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, uh, fucking YouPorn, everywhere. You, we know what's yeah. going to happen yeah. once it's on there. And they want to end Sunday night with fucking Roman and Goldberg. Really? Is that your best built story going, going into, as of now, as of today, March 19th? Is that your best built title, title match story? No. Is that your best built match story? No. So why the fuck are you going to try to... You're already, for the, lo, the nine months to a year that you built up this good for, this good faith, good fortune of us actually tolerating Roman, in two weeks, you just flushed all that shit down the shitter. And now, by the time you go back to a live studio audience, guess what reaction you're going to get? Yeah. Exactly. If there's a man that needs to end the entire weekend... Is fucking Drew McIntyre. Done. I would even suggest the first night gets main evented with Edge and Orton. Yes. Because that's nine fucking years. Not fifth opportunity at main eventing WrestleMania for it to be another dud. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right now, I think um, Drew and Goldberg's been the best built title match. Drew and Brock has been the best built match, title match. And I think Edge and Orton's coming close. Right behind it, like yeah, that's a good feud. So I'd end Saturday with Edge Orton, yeah. Sunday with with Brock and uh, McIntyre. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind if uh, Saturday was ended with Goldberg and uh, Roman. Or I wouldn't mind it. 
Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it either. But them ended Sunday? Eh, nah. I know when WrestleMania is ending for me. Sunday at 9 o'clock Central. Click. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Are we missing anything else? Oh, NXT. Okay, NXT. No takeover. No right. Saturday takeover. Right. No Hall of Fame. Right. They announced Jushin Thunder Liger. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well deserved. But, but there was something that was really interesting. WWE has a really, really good production team. They're really good at putting together video packages and documentaries and vignettes and stuff where they tell the story of the match that's going to come up so that you get hyped. Sometimes that shit is better than the match. Sometimes that shit is better than the actual build itself. I know where you're going. And I don't know why we don't get this as often. Maybe it is because of the corona and you had more time so you wanted to fill a little bit more space. But god damn! Segment of the week. Segment That's of, the first hour. <laughs> segment of the goddamn year is not even a segment. I don't know what it was. It was just amazing. The retelling of the storyline of Ciampa versus Gargano. From jump. From the get-go. Oh, God. That was so good. And one thing that it did for me, and I don't know if it did it for you, but one thing it did for me is that it filled in those little dots here and there that we always bitch about with wrestling. I know, just need just those 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Well, they took all of those 30 seconds and squished it all together over the course of, like, I don't know, 30 minutes. But it was for a over two-year-long feud, so it's warranted. It took three segments of, of yeah. television time. But they, they took all of that info, and then they, like, connected the dots. Because there's a lot of, of the storyline with Johnny and, and Ciampa... When one turned on one, then the other turned on the other, and then the other was face, and then the heel, da-da-da. And, like, a lot of it, it seemed a little herky-jerky. It seemed a little disjointed. And even though they probably had the best feud and quite possibly some of the best matches of their respective years, we are still like, because it feels like it's too, okay, let's just let's just turn one of face. Let's just turn one of heel, and that's it. Mm -hmm. But you just need that 30-second explanation of why. And you got 30 minutes worth of why for every single one of those turns. And they all made sense. And they were from the horse's mouths. And it, it just, oh man, it was beautiful. And now I'm like, yeah, this was the best goddamn feud of all time. This is better than Hogan Macho. <laughs> you know, this is one of the best fucking stories that Akata has ever Tana been told. This is, this is better than Rockin' Austin. Holy oh, shit. Fuck. You know? Okay. <laughs> like, damn, they got so... But it's because they're connecting those dots. Remember, why the fuck did Johnny turn... Like, ah, that doesn't make sense. But then when Johnny straight up said, well, I was out there to support him. And I looked him in the eyes and I realized he's a snake and he's that same snake and he's not my best friend. Oh shit, that makes sense. You know? Re I Rewind where he goes, well, I finally won the title and Ciampa came out and in the moment, I, I just, I got lost in the moment. So then when Ciampa came back, everyone forgot what he did to me and all of a sudden, daddy's home. Yeah. And, holy fuck. And he's right. And Ciampa's right. They're both fucking right. You can see exactly why they they love and hate each other and exactly why they they are where they are and they did the things that they did. This is the type of 
level of detail or storytelling that you don't normally get. Oh man, it's beautiful. So it's not often. It's very rare that it happens from the WWE's perspective. Uh, the last time, most famously, was when you asked me after Survivor Series, "Is there any way that you that WWE could win you back after Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar in two minutes?" And I said, "I said no." You said, "Fuck you." You moved on to Travis, and then. Fast forward five months later, I'm at WrestleMania 33 watching some of the seven best minutes of that WrestleMania. Yeah. And that that won me over. It righted the wrongs from Survivor Series. Fuck, that righted the wrong for Travis of WrestleMania 20. Yeah. As much as I said in the last months that I was done watching Ciampa versus Gargano, that video brought me back at least for one more round because I'm just like you. I don't know who's the heel. I don't know who's the face. This isn't professional wrestling. This is straight up mixed martial arts. You're watching UFC not because you like one guy, not because you like the other guy, but you know those two can beat the fuck out of each other, and you put them in the in the octagon, and you know what the fuck they're gonna do. Yeah. That's why that that's my mentality when this next Gargano Champa match happens. Whether it's at the Wednesday episode of NXT before Takeover, if they want to squeeze this in, NXT takes over WrestleMania. Yeah. Or if they want to save this for something grander. I mean at least for one more. Now with this context, because yeah. that video, fuck me. They've been knocking this shit out of the park. Yeah. The Ruthless Aggression documentary, the R Truth 24 special, and now that 40s minute segment with Gargano. God, fuck, dude. And, and you know what's unique about this? So is quarantine that with that shit. This is a documentary of an ongoing current storyline. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the R Truth and the Ruthless Aggression. You're not reminiscing. We're, we're, yeah. You're, you're, you're remembering. You're remembering and then realizing, oh shit, this still more. has another chapter. Mm -hmm. You know? At least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Good shit, man. It was good. Thumbs up or thumbs down on Gronkowski? I'm going to stay in the middle. I'm leaning towards up. Okay. Primarily because he's a fan. Okay. You know, we've got people that come and go that are just in it for the money and they're just in it for whatever they want to get out of it. This is another kid that... Living the dream, dude. Fucking showed up at a WrestleMania and helped fucking, um... What's-his-face win the Battle Mojo. Royal? Mojo. He helped Mojo win the Battle Royal. And got security holding him back in the yeah. process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now he's hosting the, the weekend and he's getting ESPN I mean, Hub and all this other stuff. So. I, I, gotta, I gotta be honest, okay? He's a patriot, he's, so you don't care. You know what? You're, you're reducing it down a little bit, but yeah, that kind of is my feeling because I really don't know anything about him. Go Pats! Like, like I know, I know who JJ Watt is as a person a little bit better than like any other guy on the Texans because he's in the limelight and he does interviews and people talk about him and all oh, this and that. He's and he does good for the city. He, he's a public figure. Yeah, yeah. I know Gronk is a public figure. But he's a public figure for the Patriots, and in my mind, fuck the Patriots. So fuck Gronk. It's a correct but take I, to have, sir. I honestly don't really know. Is he an ass? Is he cool? Is he misunderstood? Is he a good guy? Uh, and put all that aside, what is he as a wrestler or or a sports entertainer or whatever the fuck he's actually going to be? A host? Like he's is he going to be funny? Is he going to be serious? Is he going to be charming? Is he going to be witty? Like. What is he going to be? Is he just going to be Mr. Robot? I'm a football player here for the next match. Thank you, WrestleMania. Like, what the fuck? So I'm, I'm willing to actually give him a fair shot in this context. Yeah. 
you know, um, because I have to put my own bias aside. He's no longer a Patriot. It's no longer fuck Gronk because he's a Patriot. It's fuck. It's one thing that yeah. Gronk and Brady have in common now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can still say fuck, fuck Brady. But <laughs> he's a fucking here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Gronk, I don't know, man. I mean, so I'm willing to give him a shake. Give him a fair yeah. shake. Oh, man. And is he only going to be a host? Is he trying? Like, I get it for Mania. He's the host of WrestleMania. But after that, I'm is assuming he gonna he's going to wrestle. I'm assuming he's going to wrestle at okay. some point. Um, I think for the most part, we covered mostly a, a, lot, a lot of the grievances or lack thereof with uh, with the Corona. I mean, it's it's it's. I'm trying to let the stuff go. You know, I, I I'm. Me, personally, as a wrestling fan, I shouldn't have room to complain. Just yeah. in January, I saw MLW Live. Yeah. I saw Impact Live. Yeah. Saw TakeOver, uh, Worlds Collide Live. Yeah. Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I went to three episodes of Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my fill. Yeah. I shouldn't be greedy. But goddamn, dude. Wrestle fucking mania. <laughs> Let me, I just want to yeah. I just want to put some of this in perspective. Because WrestleMania is gone, the whole WrestleCon and all the other things that were happening over the weekend. Oh, listen, listen to this. Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show was going to have Bandito against Shingo Takagi. Ooh, they were going to have Zack Sabre Jr. against Loki. Oh, Ethan Page's body guy extravaganza was going to have Jordan Grace wrestle a dude, John Silver. Ooh, Brian Cage. Against Scott Steiner. Oh, God. Let me repeat this again. <laughs> Brian Cage <laughs> versus Scott Steiner in a three stages of hell match. Oh! <laughs> Joey Janela spring break number four. Minoru Suzuki against Orange Cassidy. All right. <laughs> Josh Barnett's blood sport. This was the second time this match was supposed to happen. Josh Barnett against John Moxley. That's ah. next. Joey Ryan's penis party two. <laughs> Joey Ryan, Cole Cabana, and Grado. Against the MMA team of Ken Shamrock, Filthy Tom Lawler, and Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> Six-woman tag, Kylie Ray, Shazza McKenzie, and Giselle Shaw against Taya Valkyrie, Ivelisse, and Amale. Who the fuck's Amale? ROH Supercard of Honor 14, Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace against Amazing Red, Rocky Romero, and Will Ospreay okay. for the six-man tag. Marty Skrull against your boy, Jay White. Oh. <laughs> Kenta and Taiji Ichimori against Dan Mapp and Jeff Cobb. Ooh. Takeover Tampa, Cole against Velveteen Dream for the men's title. Walter against Balor for the UK title. And a women's ladder match for number one contender. And there's still more meat on that bone that we haven't gotten to yet because we're still three weeks out. All that! Because of fucking Corona. Canceled. Damn. <laughs> That sucks. And I was going to come all over this in two weeks when we did our WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Which is normally our two-hour, three-hour, four-hour marathon of all yeah. the shit. Yeah. But I had to let it out now because it wasn't going to mean much two weeks from now. But all that. Bye-bye. Bye. Damn. I'm worried because I already got the time off. I want to – I'm already on the pre-sale list. I want to see Wrestle Dynasty at Madison Square Garden with New Japan oh, in yeah. August. 
the weekend of SummerSlam, and I'm worried because of the because of the whole flight restrictions that even in Ju- in August, this won't be over. I mean, it's very possible because if we flatten the curve enough, that again that means the timeline gets longer. Less people are infected, and it, people can handle it a little bit better. And that gives us more time to find a cure and vaccines, but that also means that we spread out the timeline. So, who knows how long this could be? You know, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you don't do social distancing, if you don't wash your hands, if you don't do this and that. If we don't separate Florida from the rest of the country. Exactly, if you don't do all that shit, everyone gets sick at the same time and it's fucking bedlam. All over again. uh, Yeah. How many rolls of toilet paper do you have? I I have a, a pack. <laughs> How many bottles of water do you have? I don't have any. <laughs> but like at that point in time, it'll be fucking mass chaos. But if you yeah. flatten the curve, that doesn't mean that nobody's getting sick. It means you're spreading it out a little bit evenly so that the medical field can take care of you guys a little bit better. Yeah. You know, so that's what that means. And it doesn't mean that it's going to go away fast. If it's going away fast, that means people are getting sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, um, so it, man, this is crazy. It's a weird situation. Damn if you do, damn if you I don't. I think it's, I think it's a new age in life. I think we're gonna be embracing uh, the East a lot more than we did, than we ever have. Why is and that? By that I mean, you go to Japan, eighty percent of people last year, two years ago, four years ago, they're walking around with masks. Yeah, they're they they are in their own space because they don't want to get in anyone else's space, get anyone else sick. I think from here on out, you're going to see about 60% of Americans at all times with some kind of face mask or some gloves or something because just because that it's, we flattened the curve yeah. doesn't mean that curve ain't going to come back. Yeah, or it's <laughs> you know? gone away. Just because there's a cure doesn't mean that I want to get the fucking coronavirus. I yeah. don't. Yeah. So if I know that you're good, you can take care of yourself, and I can take care of myself, but I'm going to a wrestling show in New York, and I know that there's motherfuckers that are going to be there already that don't shower. We that already that don't wear antiperspirant deodorant. We've been to enough of this shit. Yes. So imagine those motherfuckers didn't wash their hands or their ass because the toilet paper's gone, but all that body wash is still there. Yeah. All that soap is still there. Yeah. It still smells like summer's eve down that aisle. So you women, you know, you better refresh that taco every now and then. I'm telling you, I'm not gonna trust these motherfuckers. Assuming I can breaking the fourth wall here, I got. A $40 round trip flight to go to New York in four weeks. Oh. As long as that plane is running, you better believe I'm going with a mask on and gloves and fucking hand sanitizer. I've used more hand sanitizer in the last week than I have in existence. (laughs) (laughs) How? But, damn. (laughs) What are you going to New York for? Why not? No, I mean, but what are you doing out there? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, a lot of my options are shut because all the breweries are closed, the bars are closed, the restaurants are closed, the fucking museums are but closed. But you got a cheap flight, so you're going. Yeah. You fucking dick. New York, man. You got bike rides. Talking about all these people flight. being dumbasses, and then you're contributing hey, but but to hey, the dumbassery. I'm, I'm protect- if I got to get on that fucking plane in a dinosaur costume, I'm fucking doing it so that I don't get sick. Oh, and I bought my flight for Seattle in in uh, July. Orale. July, July. All right, sixty bucks round trip. What's in Seattle? What are you doing in Seattle? Well, we were gonna go to two Dynamo games. Oh, one in Seattle Scott? and then another one in Portland. Okay, within a three day radius. But oh. I've never been to either one of those two cities. Mm. 
and with the with the paranoia going on, I couldn't turn down sixty bucks and round nonstop to get it over with because I'm going. If the dyno, if the MLS doesn't come back this season, there's plenty of stuff to do in Seattle and Portland. Yeah. Assume that there's that everything goes back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah, you know. So, but goddamn, but what if it doesn't? What if it don't? What if it fucking what if it gets doesn't? worse? Oh, that and that's the part that I'm I I can see why people are paranoid. Yeah. It's not that they can't wipe their ass. It's not that they don't realize they got fountain like half a dozen fountains in their house or apartment for actual water. But yeah. They don't got to like jump people in the parking lot. Yeah. It's the uncertainty of when. When is this going to be better? Somebody tells you two weeks. Somebody tells you four weeks. You see San Francisco. The city of San Francisco is on fucking lockdown. Yeah. Like China and South Korea was. And New York's thinking about going on lockdown. Like, like the unknown. Yeah. Not knowing. Like, there's... You can't bully your way through this. Mm-hmm. You can point the fingers, but at the end of the day, the only finger you can point is at yourself. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, and the, and this, the uncertainty is fucking with with everyone. Yeah, that's, whenever, that's true. Whenever there's a rude customer at a branch, or whenever I see people losing their shit on the television, or when I see people fighting over fucking toilet paper, I know in the back of my mind that everybody is cer- is sane to a certain degree. It's I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Otherwise, we'd all be blowing each other up right about now. Yeah. It's the, it's the uncertainty that you don't know. Yeah. And the fact that, again, you can't you can't control it. So you can only do what you can to keep yourself from going. Yeah. You know? So, fuck, man. So that's why, again, for all the negatives that you can find in pro wrestling right now, especially without a fucking audience, it, that's my four hours a week, five hours a week. Six and a half, including being here with you, mm-hmm. that just detaches my brain from all the fucking paranoia and yeah. shit out there, and keeps me sane at least for another couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> at least till the next AEW show. Yeah, you know? and ho- I mean, hopefully it will. Uh, hopefully we will eventually. be able, you know, to be sane over the next couple of weeks. And we just don't know how. We don't know how bad it could be. You know, fucking Florida. Fucking Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about fucking Florida. Fucking San Antonio. Remember that, that report last week where that guy got in quarantine and he went to the mall? <laughs> fucking Port Aransas and that people are going fucking doing spring break there. Don't act like Florida's only a spring break location. I fucking know. Corpus Christi, they got people dancing on the beach too. San Padre. Come on, man. Fuck. I know we're Texans. I we're... can't talk shit because I was at a Queen show last week. <laughs> but goddamn. Enough. The sooner we can all stay home for a month. The sooner we can go back to yeah. getting in our dirty ass business. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. And wash your hands, you nasties. Oh, wow. Have you watched 100 Humans? No. It's on Netflix. It's a really good series. 100 Humans. It's like six episodes. They take like 100 test subjects and they just do social experiments to just see what they would do. And it's pretty damn cool. It's fascinating. Oh my god.
Oh no. I already have a B-roll. I already have a cue that's on top of my list. Oh yeah, what's that? Season 2, Dark Side oh, of the Ring, comes yeah. back this Tuesday. That's right. And it kicks off with a two-hour special on Chris Benoit. Ooh. Rewind. Two-hour special on the death of Eddie Guerrero and how that affected Chris Benoit, leading to the untimely demise of Chris Benoit, his wife, Nancy, and one of his children. That's the first two. That's the first episode. two hours. Um... Holy fuck, man! I'm. I hope I'm emotionally ready, man, because I got to. Oh, I kinda, yeah, I'm watching. You rough. know what? That's gonna be rough. Man. I know I invited you. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday yeah. to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm about ninety percent sure I'm gonna have to watch it before you because I'm probably gonna cry. <laughs> do some of that. I don't know if my if my soul is ready, man. Oh man, I mean, we'll figure it out, dude. <sighs> yeah, that's gonna be interesting. All right, that's it. Kazen ni nare. What? <laughs>